Hello, 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 my dear listeners. It's a Friday and Dr. Happy is back at your service with another episode of the podcast. For many of us who have returned to our workplaces, Friday evokes that special feeling of euphoria because it marks the end of a work week and the promise of a weekend of party and rest. But speaking of going back to the workplace, I know it's not an equally happy prospect for everyone. While for some, it means dealing with long commutes and maddening traffic. While for some others, it means having to face some of their unpleasant colleagues or worse still, difficult bosses. In today's episode of the podcast, I shall attempt to tackle this tricky topic. Hmm. Now let's see, what are the different kinds of difficult bosses? Type 1. The boss who plays favourites Radha is skilled and competent in her accounting job. However, of late she has been feeling exhausted and noticed that she was going to the office with a heavy heart. She knew the reason. It was her boss. According to Radha, if there was any unfair person on this earth, it was her boss Tara. Tara openly favoured Samiksha, Radha's colleague. All the toughest, most complicated and time-consuming files came to Radha, while Samiksha was almost always given fun activities like organising birthdays and get-togethers and some minor work. Yet she was always asked to attend all high-level meetings because according to her boss, she was good at drafting. As a result, Samiksha was well known to higher level management and was recommended for a good bonus. Radha felt very disheartened by this. 2. The boss who micromanages everything Tejas welcomed his promotion as a senior level manager in his firm. He is a good thinker and a man of action. However, he is now having second thoughts about his position. His earlier boss used to delegate effectively to Tejas, who had taken a lot of decisions and successfully managed many projects on his own. But his new boss wants to be informed of every single point and decides every single thing. So much so that the employees cannot even decide what snacks to order for a small office get-together. If they dare to take a single decision, they are immediately reminded that they have not informed the boss. It is almost as if they aren't allowed to think and all they have to do is inform the boss and obey his every order. Tejas feels extremely suffocated and frustrated in his job. Type 3. The boss who yells for no reason Susie has lately become petrified of a person, her boss Rita. Rita is an extremely hot-tempered woman who shouts at anyone and everyone at the drop of a hat. Susie shared this with her friends, but they say that their bosses also get angry. But the problem with Rita is that she is highly unpredictable. No one knows what will tick her off and when she will go on a yelling spree. Most people have sought transfers from her section, but Susie is specifically trained in work and cannot leave. She feels trapped and very scared the whole day. 
Even after going home, she's scared that her boss will call or message her and demand an explanation about something or the other. Susie is so scared of Rita that she has now developed palpitations and sweaty palms and needs to visit a doctor for this. She's thinking of quitting. Type 4. The boss who does not value his employees. Mayur is a hard-working employee in a big corporate office. His boss Satish is not a bad person, but he seems to have no regard for his juniors. He will often call Mayur 5 minutes before the end of the workday and hand him an urgent file. He does not seem to care that Mayur stays really far and his commute will be horrendous if he is late. When the project is successful, Satish will often boast of how his vision guided the team. He never mentions the contributions of his associates. He doesn't acknowledge anyone's greeting and will walk straight past them. He is the last one to wish anyone on their birthday or for any achievement. Most of the people working under him feel abused. Mayur also feels the same way, but he needs his job and has to put up with this man. Now, many of us who have professional lives outside will either have worked under one such boss or at least heard of one of these kinds. A good boss is a huge blessing. There is nothing like having a good mentor in your career who can guide you through the twists and turns that the job unfolds. However, it is very difficult to get a good boss. Most people consider themselves quite fortunate if they have a reasonable boss. But if you've unfortunately landed a type of boss who is extremely difficult to deal with, what do you do? Well, there is no simple answer to this problem. Looking for another job is often the most common solution, but that is far more difficult than it sounds. First and foremost, it may not be that easy to find a job that is as convenient and well-paying as your current job. Secondly, even if you do land another one, there is no guarantee that your next boss will be a good one. He or she may be equally bad or even worse. After all, human nature is the same everywhere. So, what can be done the most important thing that you can do is to keep on honing your skills keep investing in certificate courses and classes that teach you more in relation to your core field and allied branches this serves two purposes one it distracts your mind from thinking excessive anti boss thoughts <laughs> and secondly it keeps you abreast in professional matters at work Even if your boss does not like you, he or she needs to run the show and if you are the brightest bulb around, you are most likely to get picked up for key projects. It is also a useful thing to maintain a detailed logbook of the work that was given to you and that which you completed effectively in the given time. This will not only help in writing your annual appraisal, but will also be useful if your work is called to question. You won't have to rely on your memory. especially at the time of a high tension argument keep your work log at your disposal at all times if your boss does not appreciate you well appreciate yourself celebrate with your colleagues or your friends outside work whenever you have achieved something reward yourself with some treat don't allow yourself to feel down just because your boss is not the kind of person who praises anyone If your boss does not let you or anyone take any decisions, 
I know it can be frustrating. Try thinking like your boss for a change. Maybe he or she is so afraid of slip-ups that they want to make sure everything is perfect. Or maybe they are so insecure of their position that they don't want anyone to supersede them. In either condition, you may find that it is not possible for you to change their personalities. So try to accept them as normal human beings with some flaws if you can. Now, let's come to the point where you do have a say in matters. There are quite a few organizations which encourage regular feedback from employees about their supervisors and bosses. Do not hesitate to give an honest appraisal of your boss. If you lie about everything being hunky-dory, then the situation is unlikely to change. Another game-changer is to speak up for yourself whenever you have been unfairly played. Uh, but this option is difficult for many people because they are not assertive. If you are one of them, then you probably dream of giving it back to your boss often, but when the situation arises, you remain tongue-tied. You then walk out of the office wanting to kick yourself for being so timid. But the key thing to understand is that assertiveness cannot grow overnight. It is a habit that needs to be cultivated. You could start by deciding that you will speak at least one point in all your office meetings from now. This is where it helps to be knowledgeable and prepared. Once you practice giving your opinion, people will ask for it. Offer it when asked. Gradually, you will develop the confidence to speak up. One fine day when your boss says things that are not true or hurtful, just calmly point out the amount of work you have done successfully and the crucial contributions you have made. This is where your logbook will come in handy. Also convey that you can understand instructions without being yelled at. Being assertive has many advantages. It increases your self-worth in your own mind. Setting boundaries of acceptable and unacceptable behavior can go a long way in protecting yourself from emotional abuse. However, there is a big difference between being assertive and aggressive. You can refer to my episode on arguments to help make an effective defense. Try not to cry, wail or emphasize on how your feelings have been hurt because in a professional environment, you are expected to manage your feelings. Instead, focus on how the facts have been misrepresented. Indulging in threats, abusive or assaultive behavior is unacceptable conduct and could be a grounds for dismissal. Always bear that in mind. There are certain other things that you should refrain from too. One of them is gossiping about the boss behind their back with your colleagues. You may feel really tempted to say a mean thing or two about the boss especially if you've had a hard day. But hold that tongue. Because gossiping does not improve your situation, shows you in poor light, and sometimes you may find that somehow your comments have found their way to the boss. So remember that backbiting is a big no-no. The next thing to avoid is passive-aggressive behavior such as sulking, not talking or not participating. It reflects very unprofessionally and you should avoid this. And finally, it is possible that you are also the boss of certain people. Do a certain if you indulge in any of the above behaviors. If you do, check yourself immediately. 
One of the main reasons for job dissatisfaction is a lack of appreciation from superiors. I also have an episode on appreciation and it will help you understand why it is so important. So I say, always have a kind word and a pat on the back for your team members. You will notice that it translates to tiny everyday miracles. To stay updated with our latest episodes, subscribe to our podcast channel on your audio streaming platform of choice. Also join us on our social media channels for more fun facts. On Instagram, we are at at the rate Dr. Happy underscore and on Twitter, we are at at the rate Dr. Happy Podcast. That is Dr. Happy Podcast. You can of course write to me at drhappy2021 at gmail.com that is d-o-c-t-o-r-h-a-p-p-y 2021 at gmail.com and share your feedback or tell me what else you'd like to hear about. It makes us really happy to read your emails. Until the next time, from everyone here at the Dr. Happy Podcast team, be good to yourself and be happy.